The 2011 National Draft was one of the first really big nights in the Giants' history. With 11 of the first 15 picks, the Giants brought together a bunch of scrawny teenage boys who would form a major part of their original AFL squad. They moved from their homes around Australia to Sydney, where it was up to them and a handful of other pre-draft recruits and coaches to get the league's 18th team on its feet. Almost eight years later, ten of those originals remain at the Giants, having helped steer the club through some bumpy times and through some much better times. Award-winning journalist Emma Quayle has caught up with each of them to talk about their individual journey as a Giant and what they've seen happen to their team in that time. Okay, Adam, so when you came up to the Giants six years ago, you knew quite a few of the guys who who were also drafted to the club. Did that make it easier to make that move, or was it still pretty daunting for you at 17, 18 years of age? Uh, It it definitely made it uh, pretty daunting, and um, I mean, we were thrown in the deep end. The biggest positive was the fact that I knew so many of the people, and I was being able to be drafted with my best mate from... Uh, from going up with Dom Tyson and playing a lot of lot of footy with him and going to school with him, but um, it was still pretty daunting. Um, I was a massive Melbourne private schooler. Uh, had a lot done for me growing up, and to sort of leave my sort of the Melbourne social scene we call it back then to, to leave that <laughs> bubble and sort of come up here was was a big thing for me. Um, uh, I probably put on a little bit of a brave face early uh, to, to how I felt and uh, sort of said what everyone. Wanted, wanted to hear but um, no I was pretty homesick that first year at different times and um, yeah sort of leading into the end of that year was the best part I sort of got to explore Sydney a lot more but that uh, was very daunting early on. I guess when you move up initially it's just you're sort of thrust into this yeah, yeah pattern of training every day and going home and sleeping and it's not like you, you get that chance to really figure out where it is that you're living and yeah. find out what Sydney's all about. Yeah exactly so the, the first year in Breakfast Point was great for us because we were all so close to each other and um, could could rely on each other. But the way Breakfast Point was for for me personally, it uh, it wasn't a neighbourhood. It wasn't um, there weren't families around. You didn't have an extra neighbourhood you could sort of, sort of spend time or rely on. So that was sort of the, what I missed out. And um, from when we moved and when I moved out with a few other people, that's the best thing about it was we we moved into a neighbourhood. Yeah, found somewhere that you could settle down yeah, and yeah, yeah get to know. Yeah, okay. When you say that there, there were things that you had to put on a brave face about and that you were probably thinking but couldn't say in terms of missing home and that kind of yeah. stuff, what, yeah, what, what was that? Do you feel that you have to, yeah, to show that you're coping okay and it's all good and you're... Yeah, I, I think more of the fact that so many people want the opportunity to go to an AFL club and be on an AFL list. Yep. And I was so happy to be on an AFL list, but at the same time I could turn around to my parents and be like, I'm having a terrible time right now. Yeah. Um, I'm not enjoying myself. Like, I'd love to just be able to come home right now. And then in the back of the mind, you're always thinking, well, there is so many people out there who would give anything to be where I am. Yeah. Like, I've, I can't voice this opinion. Um, and the best thing I did was stick through it because... Yeah, it got easier. Yeah, and I'm six years on and it's been an up-and-down ride, but I love Sydney and I'm yeah. really happy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there must have just been days where you wish you could have just gone and sat on your parents' couch and <laughs> yeah. got cooked for and yeah. looked after and all that sort of stuff. But in saying that, I feel I, as a person, matured so much so quickly because you, you learn to deal with the ups and the downs and there's a lot more downs than... Highs, and you learn to deal with them so much more. And um, what were chores when you first moved up here in daily life just became 
things you got to do. Part of part yeah, of life. Exactly. And I guess you have to learn to figure yourself out a bit and rely on yourself, don't yeah. you? Because if you are going through those flat patches, or if you were, ultimately was it only really you who was going to get yourself yeah. up and going again? Yeah, you, you figure out who you you really your best mates are at the club and the the resources you've got around you. But if you go to one of your mates and say, oh, "I'm having a bad day," yeah. like they're like, "Mate, I was the same last week." Yeah. Like we're all the same. Like, what do you want to do? We'll go and do something. So it's not as if you're on your own because each person had their their bad days. And the best thing about it was you, you tell them, and it's so much easier to get through it. They know exactly what you think. Yeah. Because yeah, as you said, they would. Doing the same thing last week. Mm. You must have got to know each other so well in those, like, with having to, yeah, lean on each other and depend on each other just to get to training and to, like, eat it, eat at night and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So I think we sort of loved the Saturday afternoon opportunity because we were all pretty much 18 to 21 and, um, you work so hard and you didn't dread training, but it was, it was very hard to get through. And, um, we were so young and sort of didn't really know what was going on. And come Saturday afternoon, your first Saturday and you're like, well, are we, are we allowed to have a drink? Yeah. And then one of the boys pops up and is like, for sure you are. And I thought every weekend that was where we sort of joined. And even after the games in our first year, we were getting beaten by so much yeah. and we were still able to, yeah, be disappointed, but we lost. But at the same time, go and enjoy ourselves as a team on a Saturday night. So, um, no, that was like we did sort of take that opportunity as a group to have each other there and enjoy yeah, ourselves. Absolutely, and that would have been an interesting time because you all you all came up here as high draft picks. You all used to kind of being winners in a sense, and then had to go through that year or two of yeah, getting yeah. belted around. I think the arrogance of being high draft picks didn't leave us. <laughs> yeah. We sort of got whacked by the AFL and the other club said how arrogant we were for a team who was yeah. getting beaten by so much. But, I mean, that's who we were as a, as a team. And, um, I mean, even on the field right now, we, we probably lost a lot of it because Leon whacked it out of us a bit. But still at times that arrogance or that confidence is what some of the best teams have. So, um, I mean, it started from day one and sort of hasn't died down too much. But so it helped you get through all those yeah, yeah those losses early on, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And tell you, if we did get on top of another team, we told them, like, yeah. we're 18th by a long way and we're beating you, so yeah. you can't be that good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tell me about your record, because it took you a long time to play in a win. You played nine games in your first season, yeah. missed the two wins, and yeah. then it took a while to uh, wrap played, up the first one. I played the game before Gold Coast in Canberra, and I played the game after it, but I never played in yeah, the first few wins. And it took until my 22nd game, I'm pretty sure. We were playing here in Sydney against Melbourne, and uh, me or myself, Zach Williams and Josh Bruce were the first players to play in a win that day. And I mean, I've got the longest record of any current player playing without a win, so um, that's something I'll, I'll take for a while. But um, no, it was a great feeling, and um, we, we we enjoyed it. We sold it. We, didn't, we only won a few games that year, but it was a, it was a great opportunity for us to, I don't know, sort of, build from our first two years. It was the end of our second season. We are going to go into our third, and it was just, I know, we'd strung a few games together and we were able to, yeah, get a win. So it was get good. going from there. Because there, did there come a point where you, you guys got sick of all the losing, where it's like, we've had two years of this, <laughs> but we have to yeah, do we, something about this, so it's not just going to happen automatically? We travelled to Perth. Uh, Josh Kennedy kicked 11, and the week after that, we got absolutely belted on the track by Leon. Absolutely belted. And we didn't, we couldn't have had a better week training. We came up against Richmond and Jack Rewalt kicked 11 and beat us by 140 <laughs> points. And after the game, Leon just looked at us. He goes, boys, I don't know. 
Like, you couldn't have trained any better. Like, I just don't know. Like, yeah. um, we did get sick of it, but at the same time, we, we kept putting into place the perfect things. And, I mean, eventually those results were going to turn, but we, we found if we kept doing the right thing throughout the week and it was eventually going to fall our way. It was just a long time to maintain that belief, wasn't it? That oh, was probably the challenge. Yeah, definitely. And... Um, I mean, a lot of the older boys knew what a football club environment was, and they came up came up here. And us as kids, we, we didn't know what a real football club environment was. We were travelling to Blacktown in portables, and um, we probably weren't in the facilities to to be a top club at that point. But over time, we built on that, and and being thrown in the deep end out in portables, training like that sort of was the basis of our culture, and we knew that the culture was always going to get us through. So, yeah. Cause did, but did you know at the time that you were? kind of creating it i guess no not yeah. all the time it's not and something you're going to oh, i'm going up to the giants and yeah it's our job to create a culture it's just <laughs> we look back on it now we were just trying to make the best of the situation we're in and um we, we didn't sort of know that us being together every minute was going to sort of be uh, the foundation of it and we look back and we laugh on how bad it was at times but then we're like well how good is it now yep. from where we are so um yeah without that it'll be a pretty pretty different place around here yeah because you wouldn't have had any idea what you were getting in for no really idea. when you got drafted by the giants yeah no idea who is this club what does it stand for why are we training oh, on a baseball pitch yeah like all that stuff i remember the story of, so adam kennedy came up here he's probably already said this but he came up here the week before the draft because he was a 19 year old yep. they were able to take him and he did his first training session and then he packed his bag and went to go home and like, what are you doing You've got another five hours at the club in the afternoon. Yeah. And he nearly cried. Yeah. But um, no, that was just one of those one of those things. It's like I heard young a rumor boys. he threw got, up as well. Yeah. yeah. You got no idea. Had no idea. Yeah. So. You just took it as it comes and yeah. here you are six years later and there's, yeah, what, 10 or so of you left. Yeah. Because guys started to leave kind of early as well, didn't they? Uh, I mean, me, me too. If you told me after my second year that I'd be going into my seventh year, I yeah. would have said, brother. Whatever. Really? I'll, I'll be back in Melbourne. Yeah. So. Um, Did no. you think that moving up when yep. you got drafted? Uh, pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I always, always want to come home yep. right away. So. Um, How I, did you manage that with, like, if you come up with that sort of mindset of that yeah. sitting there somewhere in the back of your head, and then at the same time you're trying to establish yourself and play AFL footy and, and yeah. do all the right things to do that? How do those things sit together? It's weird. It's sort of, I look back on it now. And I remember re-signing with the club early on my first year. Yep. And I remember Pretty much straight it, away. And I just remember it being like, I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Dad had called me. He was like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And spoke to my manager. And he's like, yeah, mate, they've put this on the table. Like, you can't do it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Well, what am I doing? Re-signing. What is that? Like, <laughs> and then it sort of happened. And then I was like, oh, jeepers. I'm, what have I I'm done? locked away for another two years here. And then as sort of, as things went not pear-shaped, but you have your up, ups and downs and it's sort of, you're thinking it's getting a bit too hard and I was like, no, nah, I just want to go back home. Just want to go back. And then my second year, I, I played 17 games and um, my third year, I played 18 games and I was sort of getting a, a bit of run. In my fourth year, I, I did my toe and I was really in and out of the side. Yeah. And that sort of hit me because I had this great pre-season I missed 15 weeks and then came in and out of the side and things pop up and opportunities arise and um, you, you speak to the coaches and whatever. But the best thing for me, every time that um, 
clubs have approached me or my name's been thrown up in the in the trade period, Leon's turned around and absolutely backed me to the hills. Yeah. And he's even hit me up and said, stop it because you're not going. Okay. So there's no point trying because I'm not going to say no. Yeah. And the best thing is like, okay, it hasn't been great for me. I, I played a lot of games in the NEFL in my, in my fifth year and even still is like, you're not going. Like you keep putting your head down and it's going to turn you away. And so the best thing for me – Oh, lovely, and we've got a great relationship, and we've had plenty of honest discussions. And at the end of the day, like I still have that much admiration for him because he still does the right things in the right way, even when he drops you and you you want to belt him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been a great person to sort of uh, dig a bit deeper and sort of speak to in that that sense. And um, no, he's been a great coach, but he's really made me work hard to sort yeah, of kind of get, get into you. it. Have you had a period even before that toe work? Did you feel settled when you played those 17, 18 games? Um, did you feel you were always going to get a game the next week? Most of the time, uh, oh, sometimes. I knew I was always still getting thrown around. I was yep. going back, forward, wing. Um, I played a lot in the ruck in my second year. Which has kind of been an asset for you, but must have also... Yeah, yeah. A, yeah a bit of both ways. So... Um, but because at the end of the day, you're not going to turn around to the coach and say, "No, nah, I don't want to play that." Yeah, you still just want to play each week. So, um, and it's been a great thing. I mean, I started out as a forward, and I'm back in defence now, and I play a bit on the wing. But I keep telling everyone that the best backwinds are failed forwards. Yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> no, it's um, it's been good, great fun, and I've loved the backline. It's uh, it's a team within a team, and we call ourselves the Gentlemen's Club and stuff like that. And whenever we go up against the forwards, it's training, it's full on because you don't want to let them get one up on you. Don't miss the Giants as they take on the West Coast Eagles in a huge clash at Spotless Stadium on Saturday, May 12 at 1.45. With tickets starting from just $24, there's never been a better time to come and see the Giants in action. So head to ticketmaster.com.au now to get your tickets. Or why not secure your seat at Spotless Stadium in 2018 by becoming a member? Visit membership.gwsgiants.com.au to find a package that suits you. Now a preview of next week's episode featuring midfielder Dylan Shield. One story that I sometimes share about the whole situation was getting a tap on the shoulder at training of all places and to come for a walk around the Oval. These were in the early weeks when I started... Uh, spending probably a bit too much time with Georgie and he just said to me um, obviously you're spending some time with my daughter and I sort of mumbled yes yes I am and he goes now look mate I can't I can't be seen giving you any advantages at the footy club so if anything I'm going to be twice as hard on you and (laughs) and that's it get back to training and I was like okay that's Dylan Shield next week on the originals now back to Emma and Adam So separately to feeling um, comfortable within the team that you'd get a game and that was the best spot for you to be should you go somewhere else, did it take long for you to actually feel happy in Sydney and and settled in the city? And um, It didn't... So it took me a long time to... So I live in Balmain now and I've yep. been there for four years, five years pretty much now and I know everyone. Yeah. I know all the coffee shop owners, I know all the people all the people down at the dog park and that's been a massive thing for me just to be a part of something that's not football. I mm. mean I love the football club but I love to be able to do my own thing outside the football club So, um, and that, that's that been great for me to be able 
to be able to uh, sort of be really happy in Sydney and um, yeah, sort of settle in. And I'll always be grateful for being up here uh, because I look back at a lot of people at home and in Melbourne, and um, and they they love it, they love it to death. But at the same time, I look back at Melbourne at times, and it hasn't changed. And so I, I keep telling myself that every time you, you do have a bad day because they still come less and less, but you still have a bad day. And it's like, well, it changes. Nothing changes. Um, the best thing is where I live now, my parents, my sisters come up all the time. Yep. So it's not as if I'm missing out on family family at all. And same, same with my mates. So um, I see mum and dad every weekend because wherever I am, they go. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a big help. So, that yeah. must, yeah. Good effort by them. Well, they're, all, they're both retired now and don't yeah. have too much to do. They so. follow you around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about, can you explain to me the times when you did think seriously about leaving and had opportunities to leave, which are probably 2015 and, and last year. Mm. Um, given that you don't hate this footy club or you weren't sort of desperately yeah. desperate to get out, um, how did you? Yeah, how did you go through that thought process? In deciding, yeah, should I stay, should I go, is it better for me to be here or there? Um, early on, a lot of it was where, where do I sit in the team? Yeah. Um, so you when I was play. younger, because I was getting thrown around I'll, and at the same time I got, I got dropped a few times and felt as if um, early on if someone was going to get dropped it may have been me because I'd go back to the knee fall and I wouldn't say anything and I'd put my head down and try hardest. Yep. Um, uh, recently, last year, it was probably more... Um, my thoughts overwhelming me from what I thought was going to happen and yep. um, it was sort of what I thought and the club thought very different. So Leon and Wayne came over and sat down with me and just said, what are you doing? Like, you've just had your best game in the prelim. Like, why do you think you've gone? And I spoke to them about how I felt and they were just like, I think you're just overwhelmed with the situation here and clubs have approached you and told you this and that and this and that and that it could be all better on the other side. But um, the best thing that the club said to me and looked me in the eye and just said, you're not going because you're so important to the team. And um, that that was great because after the season, I played every game bar one, yeah. um, played my best game of football ever, yep. and then I've come into the preseason and been really well. And sort of Leon sort of backed me up and I've been able to work closely with him, more closely with him than previous years, and it's uh, just given me more confidence. That's so, followed on. Yeah. Because that must be massive to... Yeah, and every player goes through it at different yeah. times. They have decisions to make about what they want to do. But be, to be able to come back both times yeah. to the club and, yeah, everything yeah. goes on as as usual and yeah. gets better, that's that's a pretty good sign of what you mean yeah. to your teammates and the coaches and all the rest of it. Yeah, and I, I love the boys up here. We've um, we've been through a lot and it's been that much fun. And, um, I mean, at the same time, I love going back to Melbourne and spending my, my time the time there but um, just being able to explore Sydney I've been here for six and a half years and there's still so much to see and do so um, no it's, it's been really enjoyable what's your favorite memory thinking back to those early or the early year or two maybe that first pre-season uh, my favorite memory was so I'd been here for eight days and Toby Toby Grant and I lived together and we had had our first week of training and we went to the Wanda Sand Dunes in Cronulla and it was the hardest session that we'd ever done and then in the car Toby and I slept and Jez Jeremy Cameron and Jacob Townsend were in the front and we got back to the the apartment he looked at me he goes 
he swore and he's just like, Jeepers, do we do we really want to play football? Yeah. <laughs> like, do we really want to do this? Yeah. And I was like, oh, mate, I don't know, but it was just the hardest session we've done. And we look back on it now and like like the fact the the fact that we said it like we were sort of jokingly saying it, but it was just that hard. And we didn't know what we got ourselves into, and those sort of sessions in our first year happened every now and then. But as you get older, you get fitter and better. But yeah. it's sort of those sessions you look back on as a group and you just like remember doing that remember how much that sucked yeah and how hard it was but so you it's turn sort all of, those hard times into sort of fun memories yeah in a way. exactly so because you got through it yeah i mean we, we have great times and but the great times that we have together are more and more because it happened a lot but those hard times that we look back on and sort of have a laugh and um we had one two years ago the club took us to an, uh, an army out out camp and um that was the hardest thing we've probably done as a collective group and yep. we still look back and laugh laugh at that now. So there's those moments that we look back on. Yeah. Do you think getting to play those games early has made you a better player? or Because um, I think now like the club's in such a different position now with like, the young kids coming in. Yeah. You have to kind of take that traditional path of earning their spot and finding a gap in the team. But you got you got to play, which... Yeah, that was, that was the best thing. It's uh, In my first year I played nine games and you sort of had to really earn your spot although they were gifting games to a lot of us you still had to work hard to sort of stay in the team and I'm pretty sure I only played a patch where I had three games in a row and then I was sort of in and out in and out just because I sort of couldn't get couldn't get a grasp for it and um I was fat for my first two years and was in fat club the whole time and sort of took me a while to realize what I could and can't eat and stuff like that but definitely just being like we lost a Hawthorne by 163 points and stuff like that. So that sort of just you remember that and you you think, well, one day we're going to turn that back on them, and that sort of made you just want to stay here a little bit more as well, just to get the opportunity to sort of flick the switch and to see it, yeah. when it turned around. And, yeah, yeah. It's funny to think back on that. Like some of those margins were just massive numbers, but I guess they're just numbers now. Uh, but yep. do you still remember the feeling of getting beaten by 163 points? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Um, Choco Williams made us do tackling practice at halftime because we were deplorable. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was shocking. We haven't even got started on Choco stories, but I bet there's plenty of those. Oh, there's a few. From the early there's, days. There's a few. That still, but at the end of that, Choco was a great coach, yeah. a really great teacher of the game. Yep. And at every chance I get to see him, I will, because he was a great great teacher of the, the game for us. And then um, he drilled that ruthless side of football into us early. Yeah. Um, like you'd be scared. At yeah. training, you didn't want to drop a mark and stuff like that, and that sort of you, you you get those high standards from him, and for us who are still here, they've sort of held along. So yeah, yeah, fun times. Are you still the same person that you were when you moved up? Do you think fundamentally? Yeah, fundamentally, yeah. I'm much more mature. I mean, I'm six and a half years older, um, but yeah, down in my heart and where I've come from has, hasn't changed. So uh, I'd like to think I'm pretty much the same person who's come up here. Are the others? Yeah, Jess is still as crazy as he was when yeah. he got here, and yeah, all the all the others are pretty similar. Toby hasn't changed much. You no, know, he's pretty. No, he's 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 Toby's a great person. He's the most loyal friend you can have. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be pretty confident saying no one's really changed. Yeah. No, there's yeah, there's a good crew of you still left. So hopefully yeah. you're still together for all. Maury and Tim Moore and Adam Kennedy are still stuck together at the hip. So yeah, they haven't changed. That hasn't changed too much. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Adam. No, thank Thanks you for very coming much. along. Too easy.
This has been a Giants Media production. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, share it on social media, and tell everyone you know about the originals.